The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We gather to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship Almighty God and so to be assembled as an addressable community, as an addressable community. The liturgy, music, and homily this day are offered in God's praise for our congregation within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, service, and ministry in our midst. And as the Spirit moves come Sunday, your presence right here with us in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
we pray. Lord, we pray that your grace may always precede and follow us, that we may continually be given to good works through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. But for the grace of God, we would not be, and but for the grace of God, we could not love, and but for the grace of God, we should not speak. But by God's grace, we live and love and speak. We pause as we begin each worship service, Sunday by Sunday, to recognize our frailty, our mortality, and to confess, to offer expressions of contrition and lament for what has gone wrong in the days past individually and corporately. As the choir guides us in our Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy, may we offer silently our individual prayers of confession. Let us pray. Lord, we pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Hear good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. Since then... 
we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 16 with the Antiphon.
Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant graces. I have a glorious heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. The Lord is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my soul rejoices. My body also dwells secure. For you do not give me up and let your faithful ones see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 to 22. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. 
He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. the present moment. Lift up your hearts in the present moment to hear the good news within the present moment. A word of faith in a pastoral voice toward a common hope. A word of faith in a pastoral voice toward a common hope. Hope has two handsome sons, presence and pressure. Both meet you in the present moment. Hope has two handsome sons, presence and pressure, both meet you in the present moment. The presence of love, the pressure to love, the presence of good, the pressure toward good. 
I need thy presence every passing hour. What but thy grace can foil the tempter's power? Who like thyself my guide and stay can be? Through cloud and sunshine, Lord, abide with me. The present moment. Lift up your hearts in this present moment to hear the good news within the present moment. Says the psalm, In thy presence there is fullness of joy. In the present, the present moment, come with me to become open again, open to presence. Around you, yes, racism and misogyny and sexism and xenophobia and rapacity and mendacity and perversity and predation, yes. So, all the more so, your being hungers for presence Presence, as our Psalm 16 acclaims this morning, the fullness of joy. Simchat, my rabbi and friend tells me, it means joy. Simchat Torah. Serve the Lord with joy, with gladness. Come with me aside just a moment. Come with me aside just a moment to recall one morning, an early morning, early in August this year, wherein there was an experience of presence. The coffee was percolating in the cottage kitchen. Wait for it with me, why don't you? And come and sit down on the living room couch. Through the front open windows, you might hear the lapping of the lake water against the shoreline, carried by a steady breeze out of the west, the northwest. Most of the time there, the wind comes from the west, blowing Midwestern weather through us and on to Boston. The lap, lap, lap continued, somewhat in rhythm with and somewhat out of rhythm with the music of Liszt by radio. The water and the waves are there all the time, background music to the day every day. We should carry some summer into winter. This day you could hear the surf though surf is too much of a word for that little lake. Just the steady lap, lap, lap of the water on the shore. The quiet, can you hear it, was full. There was and is no sound other than natural sound most of the time, midweek in the mornings there. Little to no traffic on the road or on the water, little to no talk on the road or on the water. The sound of the silence is the most pronounced audition of the day, in such contrast to our life really anywhere else. A gull now and then will sing out. The murmuring of the blessed, beautiful music, soft but audible, rumbles morning by morning. You are... In this moment, as I was in that, unusually all alone. It can be discomforting, especially for the extroverts among us, that lonely quiet. For some weeks, with two days accepted, we had the full joy of some assortment of grandchildren 
as few as one, as many as seven, and their parents, as few as one, as many as six, and friends, neighbors, visitors, in sixes and sevens, all. Jan, though, had gone away the day before to see our daughter, to make a call on my elderly mother, to lunch with old friends, and to see her former work colleagues. So the company I kept for a day and a night and a day was my own. It can be discomforting, especially for the extroverts among us, that lonely quiet. With the coffee susurrating, sit for a minute and feel the cool breeze through the windows and hear, though not as a focused listening, the lap, lap, lap of the water on the shoreline. That morning you could feel and see faintly a storm brewing out of the west, full clouds coming dark with rain, but still a distance off. I picked up the book I was reading, where it had been left the quiet night before, following a solitary dinner, prepared by, made by, pre-cooked by Jan, warmed and consumed alone by me. The book is that of Paul Thoreau, Deep South, his masterful journal and reflection on a year of travels due south of his home on Cape Cod. You may have known him from his earlier book, The Mosquito Coast, or from reviews of his other two dozen. This one had been left casually by my dear friend John Clinch, himself a world-renowned writer, author of Finn, Kings of the Earth, and other novels. You might like this, John said, following the fireworks of July 4th. That morning, the book was open to a passage about Julius Rosenwald. Rosenwald became the head of Sears Roebuck in 1909. He was the son of German-Jewish immigrants. Most have not ever heard of him. Thoreau's book is is in the great tradition of travel books. You may have loved John Steinbeck's Travels with Charlie. You may have loved William Least Heat Moon's Blue Highways. Well, Thoreau apparently did too and set out to visit the least known part of America to him, the Deep South. He comes along poor country roads and the stories along those roads with the clean, bright eyes of a genuinely interested visitor, a Yankee a long way from home. And he, Thoreau, revels in what he finds. By the help of an African-American barber, chef, and preacher, he finds the story of Rosenwald. Julius Rosenwald gave his substantial fortune to build rural schools for poor children in the Deep South. They have a particular architecture fit for their role and setting, large glass windows facing the southern sun, open and flexible rooms and walls to be used for many different needs, and a distinctive aspect given by those at Tuskegee who planned them. How many? 5,000. There are 5,000 Rosenwald schools in 15 states, the first built in 1917. Rosenwald died in 1932. He gave his fortune to poor black children in the rural deep south. 
Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? For some reason, with the breeze blowing and now the dark clouds somehow headed north and away, with Franz Liszt's meditative music alive and roundabout, he whose name you can never recall whether to spell with an S or with a Z, which is it, choir? Well, it's both, S and Z, that's why it's hard to remember. This little account of Rosenwald in Thoreau's graceful hand choked me, moved me. I think it would do so for you, too. Once I had a high school meeting set with a black preacher and his church in Syracuse. My mother lightly but sternly said as I left something like this. Bob, you should try to appreciate what those good people in that church have had to live with down there on the south side of Syracuse. You want to be respectful of what others have been through. None of us in this country, even those of us educated at Nottingham High School, Bob, or those going on to Ohio Wesleyan University, Bob, has really ever had enough education about slavery, about what the conditions of that 250-year hell were, about what the ongoing effect to this day and the 150 years since have been, about how this country and its notable capitalism and the very skyline of our dear city, the making of American capitalism and every dollar still swirling in its rinse basin today, came in part from stolen land and slave labor, the trail of tears in the Middle Passage, the five arable states of the New South, and four million chattel slaves beaten, raped, lynched, chained to, fill it, to till it. Even you or, I, you or I, Bob, could make money with free land and free labor. And our economy still depends on the same two features, abuse of the environment and abuse of labor, to make the profits demanded by the market. We walk through it every day and hardly notice How do we do this, she said. These are the kind of memories a breeze, a little music, and a quiet morning can conjure. Now with the coffee almost done and the reading of Thoreau in motion, the lap, lap, lap again in the breeze, the lap, lap, lap again from the lakeshore, the lap, lap, lap of, well, the present moment. For three generations now, our family has been itinerant, moving from church to church, from pulpit to pulpit, from town to town, and from hidden communal misery to hidden communal misery. Every town, every city has secret failures, as every heart has secret sorrows. And so the lake, the very modest little lake, and the cottage, the very humble cottage, the northwestern tip of Appalachia, about which the most remarkable thing to say is how little it has changed since 1959, becomes a place of reverie, a place of memory, a place of home life, the place called home. Home is such a big word. That also means it is a place where hard memories are present and can be faced. 
hard things, accidents, mistakes, betrayals, deaths, losses, failures. On this morning, in the lap, 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 with the list, 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 and in the breeze, perhaps mainly the breeze, with the coffee brewed, these readily come to mind in the morning if they haven't already made their nocturnal appearance in the buzzard wildness of dreams. The water on the shore brings a steady reminder that life gets lived in the aftermath of disappointment. The breeze from the west, with and without rain cloud, brings the confidence that even the hurt, the shame of the wrong, can be endured. The music, light, and lingering brings us along the recollection of happiness that is more true for its injury and sorrow, its debasement and waste, its limitation in grief. Let us stop here. In the little air, in the lap, 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 in the dead quiet, in the present moment, there. That is what the psalm means. This is what prayer touches. This is what the divines felt. This is what Ralph Harper wrote about in his treatise on presence. This is what old Houston Smith, then of MIT, said of God. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. We are in good hands, and so it behooves us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of love. This is what Alistair MacLeod depicted in his stories of Nova Scotia, concluding them all. All of us are better when we're loved. This may be what my dad meant when he said after 40 years of pastoral ministry that he had never once seen anyone die fearing death. This is what the black cold of the Pyrenees was saying to me about vocation in the deep winter of 1974. This is what you carry into surgery as the anesthesia kicks in. This is the miracle of the present moment. Presence. Hope has a handsome son named Presence. Wordsworth, eternity in a grain of sand and heaven in a wildflower. Hammerskold, God does not die on the day we cease to believe in a personal deity, but we die on the day our lives cease to be illumined by a radiance renewed daily of a wonder whose source lies beyond all reason. Chesterton, the world does not lack for wonders, but only for a sense of wonder. This is the refutation at the last of disenchantment by enchantment. This is the overflowing giddiness of the getting up morning hour of the day when the stars begin to fall of the light of the light shining in the darkness that is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of this present moment. In thy presence, there is fullness of joy. It was only a half second. 
It was only an unholdable, ungraspable flicker. It was only the breeze in the book and the coffee and the music, the lake and the list and the memory of the lap, lap, lap of the water on the shoreline. Take with you this week a sense of presence. Take with you this week a feeling of presence. Take with you this week a quickened apperception, awareness of the gift of one day, one day, one day, lap, lap, lap. Take with you this week the spirit given in the present moment and practice with Brother Lawrence of old the presence of the good, the presence of God. Do so here at Marsh Chapel. Sunday evening right here with prayers and spirituals sung by the Inner Strength Gospel Choir. Monday right here, the Compline quiet and, quiet and sturdy liturgy. Tuesday right here with a creative pause. Wednesday right here with a guitar at 11 in the morning and a sung Eucharist at 5.30 in the evening. And Thursday noon right here, maybe especially right here with quiet, silent, Silence. And what of pressure, hope's other handsome son, the pressure toward the good in the question of the rich young ruler today, what must I do? For that we must come back next Sunday when the gospel of the present moment is acclaimed not only in presence but also within pressure the pressure to love, the present moment. Lift up your hearts in the present moment to hear the good news within the present moment. A word of faith in a pastoral voice toward a common hope. Hope has two handsome sons, presence and pressure. Both meet you in the present moment. The presence of love, the pressure to love, the presence of good, the pressure toward good. I need thy presence every passing hour. What but thy grace can foil the tempter's power? Who, like thyself, my guide and stay can be? Through cloud and sunshine, Lord, Abide with me. Amen. We now come to the time in our service when we turn our hearts and minds to prayer to lift up our lives and ourselves to God. Please assume an attitude and posture of prayer by either remaining seated, standing, kneeling, or coming to the communion rail as we sing together our call to prayer, Lead Me, Lord.
God of light and love, we thank you for the blessing of gathering here today in your name so that we might fill our hearts with hope, gratitude, and peace. We pray for those affected by Hurricane Michael and that you may act as a beacon for them so that they can find not only relief, but also the strength to look forward. We stand with the survivors of sexual violence, and we hope that they may find healing through your blessings. In these long months of turmoil and injustices, Lord, we ask that you continue to guide us forward and that we continue to remember our blessings in daily life, that it is a miracle to be alive, to be able to learn and fill our lives with joy and to gather as a community. May we continue to seek peace for all and become stronger in the journey, able to stand tall together against hate. May we embody hope and healing. May we continue to strive to open our hearts wholly as you taught us. And now, with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. We welcome you once again to the Nave of Marsh Chapel and hope you'll take a moment to help us get to know you better so that we can help you get to know one another better by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew. MOVE, the Marsh, Marsh Organization for Volunteer Engagement, We'll be running a voter drive at the Marsh Plaza directly after the service. Come by for the midterms. Religion on Tap is canceled for tomorrow. 
please join us for the next one on November 5th at the BU Pub. There is children's education today. Children are invited to follow Mahalia to the narthex at the singing of the final hymn. Also, all are invited to our weekly community dinners on Monday evenings at 6 p.m. in the Marsh Room downstairs. For all other upcoming services and activities, we would encourage you to keep an eye to the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu slash chapel, where you may also find the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
God our provider, we bring nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out of it, except the gifts you have first given us, which we bring to your table, and with them the offering of our lives. Nourish us now with the life that really is life, revealed to us in Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. <laughs> 